going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. Uh, that's Bailey the Great over there. I'm CEO Hayes, and we're going to jump into these topics today around the world of hip-hop. Welcome to The Breaks Radio. Baylor, first up, you came up with a great topic that I think is a great discussion point for anything in regards to the culture. You asked this question. Has hip-hop gone from being the culture to just being a stepping stone to entrepreneurship? I think that's such a great conversation, especially with where things are now. We've seen a lot of people over the last, really the last decade, kind of use hip-hop as a way to transition to other things. So when you hear that and and think think of it, what do you think that means? And then what do you think it's done to, to muse the music game overall as well. I think when we talk about the likeness of a of a Jay-Z or a Nas and even now to a Drake, which I will give Drake this credit, which you won't hear me saying that uh, a lot, but I think you got to have a lot of work in the game in order to go to that next step, to be appreciated as far as your art. I think yeah. a lot of these cats, I, I think a lot of these cats just go off for of their buzz real quick and then build up their brand and then they leave us. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to point out too many people, but the obvious one is like a Cardi B. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you don't get something, we don't, we haven't gotten a project from her since her first project. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and then there's others. Uh, but at the same time, I, I see a lot of younger artists getting into the game and it's like, you have a quick single or two, you show a couple of appearances, hit a couple of, uh, uh skits up and then that's it. Then they go off and get some of these endorsements. And it's like, you you can never hate against the business side, the deal and stuff like that, but you using the culture to do it. What other what other genre can, could you do that in? I don't see any R&B singers dropping a single and then getting up out of here. Yeah. I think it also speaks to the place in music is the fact that these artists nowadays, like you said, they drop an album, an initial project. Uh, they then get these other endorsements and movies and TV shows and things like that. And that money comes easier, right? That money comes a lot easier and quicker than when it comes to doing with the album. And it doesn't come with as much critique, right? Mm -hmm. Cardi B was in a Fast and Furious movie. She was terrible in that movie. But you know what nobody's talking about? They don't stick on that like they would if she dropped a a terrible album, right? So I think the money comes quicker in other avenues. And then also the the fan base of music now, the, the main fan base of it, the younger generation, you can get away with dropping a single. All they need is, hey, can I come up with a TikTok dance off of it? And they cool. Yep, yep, yep. And it's and it's usually like anywhere between maybe 10 to 15 seconds of a song, and it yeah. just takes off. And it's just one song, though. Yeah. It's just it's just one song. So you know what? On the, on the, I wouldn't even necessarily call it the flip side. I would say another reason for it is because they're probably scared. Look how low the numbers are. Yeah. And even though I don't like some of these artists like that, like I'm not a I'm, I'm not an authentic pure fan of some of these artists. I know those numbers should be a little a much higher because they're getting a lot of attention when it comes to stuff that has nothing to do with music. But the album sales are low, so they're probably scared to put their art out because they're not gonna get they the backlash is going to be there. Those first week numbers is gonna hit the internet and it's gonna make them look bad. Yeah, this is facts. And and that and that's what it is too. Like, and then you even see, for example, like uh you see artists that when people do critique their music, they get in their feelings about it. So it's like, I think it's that thing of and and don't get me wrong, I, I knock nobody for getting their money how they get that money. It's not really about the how you go about and getting your money, but it's like 
people aren't married to the craft anymore. Like you got people like Eminem, Jay, Nas, who you just mentioned, right? They're they're married to the craft of what it means to be an artist. These these rappers nowadays aren't necessarily married to that, right? They don't care about being mentioned as one of the greatest. They care about their bag. And while I respect that to a degree, it's put music in such a place that it's like, like for you, you brought up Cardi B, a great example. She dropped her first album, which I actually like her first album. And since then, Dang. we've gotten we've gotten nothing but singles from her. Keep in mind, Up was supposed to be the first single off her second album. That was back in 2021. We're that about to be in 2024. That was a while ago. And he, and then when you look at the City Girls, who I'm not necessarily a fan of, but I, I'm not no dummy. They supposed to be rocking in the clubs. Yeah. Strip joints, clubs, lounges, and in every woman car between the ages of should 16 to like 45 yeah they're they're the they're, they're the anthem and they have some low numbers that's saying a lot and yeah. they make they make they make great they make good music for for that for that specific like that that subgenre they killing they are the poster child of that you know what i'm saying summertime they supposed to own that and it's not like that it's not like that, but they have a brand. We know who they are. We probably know more of who they are than who they are together, separately. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, I mean, it's 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 wild. Uh, but that's that's kind of the place we are in the music industry, right? Like people don't make music anymore for a message. They make music for a vibe. They make music for, like you said, the TikTok trends, right? They make music for that. And like you said, you only you don't even need a full great song. If you have a catchy five to 15 second clip that can be turned into something for social media, yeah, yeah. that single gonna take off for you, right? And that's another thing we don't talk about. We talk about streams, but we don't talk about how these artists are also eating off the fact of when you use their 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 song on TikTok, they getting cuts off that. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's just a different. The music industry has completely changed, bro. Me and you have been will be, have will literally be able to say we've seen hip hop basically in all phases of what it is to where it is now, and yeah. it's completely different, bro. Yeah, yeah. We were we were born, we were born just right. We was born in the era, but we yeah. was born right before it. I mean, at, right after it, it it took off. So we've seen everything unfold. We've seen so many shapes and changes and artists and subgenres everything out of we was there when trap when uh when, when trap music was a thing yeah there was no such thing as trap music in the 90s not trap not 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 a the yeah. the the label itself yeah we was, we, they we, was, we we've gotten to see every evolution we got to go from the boom bap era of hip-hop right yeah. to to the lyrical era of hip-hop to the more swagged out era of hip-hop to yeah. um to, to crunk music, to trap music, to freaking drill music. Like, we've gotten to see everything of what it's been, bro. And so it's like, I, I was sitting on there thinking about this the other day, right? I was listening to Nick Grant's album, which we'll talk about. It's on the list. Mm -hmm. And and I, I, I literally was listening to it like, I don't know when's the last time I really felt an album like this. And then I had to think about it. The last time I felt this type, and not to say there hasn't been great albums before it, but was really the Pimple Butterfly. That was the last time I really felt an album that like ha put me in a in a mental place that I got stuck in for a minute. So it's it's just crazy, bro. Like music is completely different, bro. I'm a, I'm gonna say King Disease one for me. Okay, that's fair. I would say that's fair as well. Yeah. That's fair as well. Cause yeah. ultra, cause ultra black. 
Ultra Black is still that needs to be the new black theme song for everybody. Man, that give me chills, bro. I ain't gonna even yeah. lie to you. Yeah, I probably listen to Ultra Black at least, at least once a week, bro. Still, like it just it's uplifting. It, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's it's the right song, the right beat, the way that Nas attacked the flow on it. Everything was perfect, bro. Everything mm-hmm. was perfect on Ultra Black. Um, but yeah, anything left on this topic, Baylor? The, the, like it's it's a deep one, man. Now we close it out with a with the perfect artist because he's still doing it. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, he's still and he can get new or more endorsements further down the line, but he's still making the music though. The mm-hmm. man gave us what how many projects within the past three or four Six. years? That's a <laughs> that's crazy bro that's a lot bro that's a lot and now, all, the- all, all quality i don't care how y'all want to rank them y'all can rank yeah. them but the point is you're having a conversation about ranking these albums y'all haven't even went back to his old discography y'all went to his y'all went to the second half of his career that's a fact y'all still got to go fact. in the first and second quarter rank those then go to the second half rank those then put them together it's gonna be a while bro it's gonna be a while yeah, I don't think we'll ever, honestly, and I, I know I don't use that word lightly. I seriously don't know if we'll ever see a run like Nas had with Hit Boy in the King's Disease and Magic. I don't think we will, bro. Like, that's that's unprecedented, bro. Like, we're talking about King's Disease 1 dropped August 21st, 2020. Yeah. We are three years removed from that, and he dropped six albums of quality, bro. Hey, hey man, you'll never see another Michael Jordan. You'll never see another Kobe Bryant, and we'll most likely never see another LeBron James. You'll never see another Jay Z. You'll never see another Pop. You'll never see another Big. And Nas is one of one. That's we ain't it. got that no more. But I'm glad that we got to live through it, though. Shout that's out to that. Shout out to the '80s, bro. I'm rolling. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, moving into the next topic, man. First of all, the fact that Suge Knight has a podcast in prison is wild. Bro. Hey, but I got to tap in because he about bro. to start telling. <laughs> bro, you know, you reach a part in everybody's life, right? And not everybody does it publicly, but you reach a point in everybody's life where they don't give a fuck anymore, right? Yeah. And the fact that now we, we live in an era where it's so easy to have a camera and a microphone in your face, we're starting to get stories, right? Like even, even Nas telling the stories of the Bloods. Uh, was it Nas that told the story? No, it was Mason told the story of the Bloods after Biggie came. And then now P. Diddy's come out and been like, hey, let me clarify that a little bit. Like Snoop Dogg and him dropping all the stories that Snoop Dogg drops, right? Yeah. We live in an era where the people that we looked up to growing up that were the godfathers of hip-hop for our generation are now the old men who don't give a fuck anymore yeah, bro like it's yeah. it's crazy to be able to see and so suge knight the, the 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 boogeyman of hip-hop so to say now has a podcast in prison and he telling he telling he telling he telling because <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is you know what he don't have anything he lost everything already yeah and even though I mean, I don't know what percentage of it, but we can all agree that a large percentage of it was probably his fault. But now now I was like, no. And you know what? Some of it is not even telling. Some of it is his side of the story. Some of it is, no, let me correct it, like you said. You know what I mean? So, And we here for it because he was actually there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if cats want to get a lot, I mean, he is probably one of the hottest interviews that you could have right now because everything that's going down with the whole with, with pot case even though majority of us is like yo let pot just sleep you know what yeah. i mean but at the same time we still gonna look we are old enough to where we've seen a lot of car crashes in our life Hayes. so when we on the freeway we just trying to get home 
but that doesn't mean you're not gonna take a peek at it. Yeah, I agree, agreed. And like, first of all, the fact that he's dropping stuff on Akon first, what does Akon and Shig not even have to do with each other? That's crazy in of itself. I don't the Pox, know, the Pox stories, like, listen, all I'll say is this. I hope that, that this podcast does not get shot. I hope all the attention it's bringing doesn't cause the warden or anyone to try to shut this down because we need these stories, bro. Yeah, yeah. My question to you is, do you think the information that Suge has, obviously it can't get no more authentic than coming from him, but do you think somebody else has that information as much as he has? I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, every every record label has its guys that's like, it's this, the engineer that you never know his name that was there for everything that could probably share the stories as well. But I don't think we'll ever get those stories from them because I still think they fear Suge Knight. Yeah, that's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. But what, what, what do you think about the stuff that's come out that he said about Pac? First of all, him saying that Pac didn't fuck with Warren G and Warren G really didn't fuck with Pac. Shout out to that. But, like, what did you think about, about the Pac stories that he shared so far? I mean, look, as much as I'm a Pac fan, I know he wasn't loved by everybody. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that could very well be true. You know, and then especially around the time where he first got out, every artist that was around at that time, including uh, um, the Dog Pound, they said it like, yo, when he got out, all the records went went straight to him. And even though they said, hey, man, this is Pac, you know, whatever we got to do, we're a team. Nah, you kind of feel slighted. Scottie Pippen got mad. When <laughs> when Phil Jackson said no, Ku Coach is taking this. Okay, for sure. Yeah. You know, I know this is a team sport, but no, nah, I want to take the last shot. So I get it. He probably didn't mesh with everybody, and 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 we already know Pac. We man, we lost Pac and Big extremely young. Like, yeah, what was twenty six when he passed away? Man, so if y'all think y'all if y'all it's cats in their thirties and forties acting childish. Okay, so I can see how he was eat. Everybody that come out here is easily influenced by the L.A. culture, not just the mm. gang culture, the L.A. culture. So I get it. And they probably rubbed a, a lot of cats wrong, which you hear in a lot of these interviews. Uh, Should not is not the only West Coast cat uh, that was in the industry that got a podcast. Go check out Dub C, uh, CJ Mack podcast. It's a lot of gems that are being dropped on their platform, too. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure, man, a lot of cats didn't like Pog as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it, it, I know that we... When somebody passes away, we like to just think of them as the way that we see them, right? But like you said, everybody's flawed. Everybody does hot-headed things, especially I just look. He was 25 when he passed away. Bro. You, I know that I did some crazy shit when I was 25 years yeah, old, bro. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that shouldn't be a huge surprise to many people, I don't think. Yeah, it casts in their 20s with that type of spotlight uh, without social media, by the way. That's a key. Without mm. social media, I man, Cass was out there talking reckless. You know, I, I'm not. I'm for sure not a saint. I was out there talking reckless when I shouldn't have at certain points. So, and I know Pac, Pac. This is the same cat that was spitting on cameras and shot a police officer, all kind of stuff, man. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. But I hope this uh, this Shig Knight uh, podcast keeps going because I want all the stories, bro. Yeah, man. Because it seemed like we're in an era where everybody is just there's a there's a thin line between telling your side of the story and snitching you know what i mean but look yeah. i'm here i'm here for it i'm not a part of it i just need to know that's a fact that's a fact that's a fact um moving into the next topic one that is in uh remembrance uh it's been one year as of yesterday from this recording since takeoff passed away bro yeah man i seen on twitter uh somebody was like man wasn't this like two months ago you know bro it really like, does feel like it man one year man it was it was crazy and i i just kept 
re, I, what the first thing that I that popped in my head was all the podcasts that was covering it at the time mm-hmm. that was talking about it. And low key, it feel it doesn't feel like it was a year. It feel like it was just a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? That's sad though. You know what I mean? Because even like I said, I I have respect for a lot of these artists in the game. I I, I appreciate the subgenres of hip hop. I do because I know how to separate them. I only mm-hmm. have an issue when we start talking about the greatest. When we start talking about that list, then we got to start breaking down some stuff. But I respect what the Migos did. I respect how he was a part of the Migos and what he did for the Migos. And he wasn't not one of those rah-rah type of cats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was probably the most back. low-key uh, member of Migos, bro. And, and everybody spoke highly of him. You know what yeah. I mean? Some some cats had problems with Quavo and, and, and you know... And, you know what it is you know the more you talk the more attention is gonna come your way and he didn't really talk that much from uh, from my perspective you know yeah facts facts and like and take off past and like like you said like what what migos was able to accomplish over their career whether you like their music or not you can't deny that they were a movement bro one that we haven't seen a lot like that like as far as on the mainstream level like their cats literally still trying to rap like Migos, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. they definitely you know, got they definitely had a formula, but with that formula, they had the right ingredients. Yeah, right. And 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 the right chefs in the kitchen as well, right? Because you can give somebody who can't cook some amazing ingredients, and the meal's still gonna be trash. Man, so you mess up, you mess up that mac and cheese on the wrong day, baby. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. But hey. And I'm not taking anything away from we just finished talking about this separate, not looking so good, even though, even though um I would say that I mean separate separate brands is looking good for them, but musically, mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, musically, it's 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 but the, but I, I think the same thing happened as far as like what happened with Migos, right? Migos reached his peak. And then it started falling off. And that's just the natural conclude. Like, I don't mean that as like a, a slight. It just is what it is. Like, it happens to everyone. Every, every You have a small, a relatively small window in this hip-hop game. Now, some people are able to extend it, especially when you're in a group. You're able to extend it by going solo. The greats are able to keep their career going decades, right? right. But that's not the norm. So everybody, typically, you have a five- to eight-year window. And that is an amazing run if you're able to get that. And so... I do think that like we're seeing that yeah it's 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 time that's not to say they won't that like that they, they won't still be fire songs to drop but as far as like that movement uh-huh. that time is gone it's, bro. it's gone i think offset has done a good job of not i wouldn't necessarily call it rebranding but he definitely mm-hmm. just he stepped out into his own you know he got that he has a sort of a, a rock and roll feel to him you know what i'm saying um yeah. and then it doesn't help that you you know your wife is who she is right now. So, yeah. So it is what it is. But rest in peace to take off, man. It's unfortunate. It's been a year, man. That's crazy. Even if had he still, keep in mind, had he still been alive to this day, he wouldn't even be 30 yet, bro. Yeah, young cats, man. That's we, crazy, we, man. We, we lose a lot of cats, young. And it, those 20s is, is, is rough. I remember it used to be, you know, just to make it to 18. Yeah. You know? But now it's like you, you and your 20s is like, let's get out of your 20s. Yep. And if you're blessed to get make it to your 40s, man, that's a that's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. It's amazing too how like I look at age completely differently than what I did 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, it's like like you said, I was happy to make it to 30 almost, right? Like I, I would have been 26 at that time. Like 
to make it to my 30s was just this prospect that was like, hey, man, how the hell did I? I've lost so many people that I went to school with and stuff that didn't even make it there. It's like crazy. But now it's just like, hey, life is a celebration, bro. Like it ain't even I don't even clown on old people in their 15, 60 no more, because you know what? I hope the hell I get to be exactly. there, bro. Exactly. And sometimes you got to go back to your grandparents and your parents and just apologize. Like, dog, y'all was doing mm -hmm. y'all was doing a lot more than what I was doing at, at the age of 30. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah. was holding it down. And I know when I was at 30, I was still outside. <laughs> I was still outside. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Being a goddamn hothead, <laughs> man. Um, That's crazy. But all right, let's move into some music, man. Did you get a chance to listen to that West Side Gun album? I did. I did. Now, I, I, not only did I listen to the, the, the album, I, I checked out his interview, his latest interview. Um, <laughs> he's another artist that has set itself apart. You know what I'm saying from from his from basically from his class. Uh, I like him, dog. I, it, it's not even the content is 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 it is what it is. I know what I'm gonna get from him. It's just like if I listen yeah. to Pusha, I know what I know what type of rapping I'm gonna get. But the fact when you sometimes when you listen to why they do it, where they come from, and how they marketing themselves, I I become a fan. You know what I mean? And his beat selection ain't bad either. He's, oh yeah, yeah, so V selection not bad at all. Tracklist was pretty that was a length, you know what I'm saying? Um what's I'm trying to see what song that I took away from it. Uh Kitchen Lights was one. And then he got a song called Coasters. Mm, but I okay. but but I definitely like I'm putting I'm putting that uh if if Westside is listening to this, I'm putting that kitchen lights behind one of my merch videos. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, do it. Do it. Um, the song that I took away from it, it ain't even because of West Side Gun. Uh, Mama's Prime Time. That I, GID I, verse, I was about to <laughs> bro. That was my third one. Bro, I, I honestly think, and this, like I said, I do not say this to slight West Side Gun at all. That's not what I mean by this. But JID had the best verse on this he album. He got him. He got him. He got him, bro. He got him. To run that it, 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 listen, and it, it's funny because he comes from you know he's he's J Cole's artist because listen, J Cole then took a lot of verse. He didn't he didn't took a lot of shine away from people yeah, on their yeah. own songs here towards the back end of this year. Which you got to talk about that at some point. But JID he he killed that Mama's Prime Time. That verse I literally have not stopped thinking about that verse almost since the, since I listened to it. Right, and then piggybacking off of what we said earlier this is one of those artists that's going to continue to drop music yeah you know oh, for sure. and for sure. and he knows his demographic too the the the, the, the boys i'll tell you what they all have carved out their own corner and then they still have it when they come to whenever they come together i know it's rarer now but like people are always going to be fiending for another griselda album and so i love what griselda has done especially you know after being on shady and Shady handled them better, especially better than they did Slaughterhouse. But, like, I just, I respect what Griselda has done to impact music so well. And keep in mind, they've done it with being huge in the hip-hop community. But I'll say this, Griselda, none of them have really crossed over in the mainstream, but you know they're all still successful. And I respect that because you don't see that a lot nowadays. But, yeah, you already know they gonna, they're going to bump into the same thing that they said the locks didn't have. But they did, though, because it you remember, you know, they, they talk about the girl records. Mm -hmm. And I think I think they've talked about that before was they got to start making some girl records to make that crossover, get some records that they can play in the clubs and things like that. Um, Westside though, he just seemed like, yo, I'm man, this is 
this is where I'm at, man. This is what I do. I know my demographic. So, I mean, at this point, do you really, what is mainstream at this point? That's a great question. Um, that's, I don't even know how to quantify that anymore, to be 100% honest with you. And the reason why I say that is because hip-hop's the biggest genre in music now, right? So one one could make the argument that hip-hop itself is mainstream, so that's it. Like, the way I look at it, though, is mainstream, as far as, like, my own personal view on it, is that if you can't stop a random 34 to 40-year-old white woman and show them an artist and they don't know who it is, then it's not mainstream. I don't think it's going to ever get there then, because to me... With the content that they make not only that we just finished talking about the likeness of TikTok and people just wanting to do this for a stepping stone to get brands where's the music at they're gonna put out a couple of tracks just to go viral just to be commercial mm-hmm. and then they're gonna change right i mean in order to mm-hmm. in order to go look all of america is not going to accept what a west side gun is yeah it, it's just not because they and, and then mo probably majority of them don't even understand what he's talking about. Yeah. Our culture do, does, hip hop does, but when you mm-hmm. talk about mainstream, stove top, they don't know who stove top god is. They don't even know that. <laughs> they don't know who that is. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's fact. So I mean, I'm I don't I'm not even sure if they w- would want commercial success. They probably would want the checks, <laughs> but you know, as far as what they would have to do for it, and Cass said they don't want to put on no shiny suits. Yeah, hey. I mean, and you got to respect them for it. And West Side Gun, all, all, like I said, all the Griselda boys all have their own little thing that they do, and they do it extremely well, and they know who their fan base and their audience is. And they also know, understand, I will say this, they all pick great production for who they are as artists at that point in time. They've all evolved, mm-hmm. but I feel like the production with them has evolved steadily along with them, and it's always felt like this. Like, you can go back to a West Side Gun album from now uh, the new one and then go to old west side gun album and you feel the evolution not only in his bars and what he's talking about but also in the evolution of the production and that's not something you always see from mark right all right all right well i think he'll be here to stay i think he's gonna be dropping a lot of mixtapes and albums oh for sure for sure we'll see a lot of that but moving on to the next album bro um i gotta say this man and i mean this with no hyperbole at all you know me. We've been doing this show for long enough at this point, Baylor. I'm I I love lyricism, storytelling, and when you have solid production. And this album, Sunday Dinner from Nick Grant, I feel it's the it's the hip hop album of the year, bro. This was a was a damn near flawless album in my opinion from all those standpoints. Hip hop album of the year. I took away. I got Art Dealer. Uh, what's the uh, mm-hmm. catch catch the fade? Yeah. Um, so when I first listened to the album, when you sent it, I listened to the album. Um, first thing that I thought of was like the reason why he's not getting a lot of love. I think this is too much for the mainstream family. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that this is backpackish, but this is like this. This is almost a branch off of uh, off of K-Dot's tree to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you know how I look at, at Nick Grant, and this isn't to compare him to these artists, but I feel like he's the amalgamation of kind of what they do. It to me is K Dot and Andre 3000. If they were you were to mix up the best parts of both of those guys, yeah. that's kind of what you get in Nick Grant, in my opinion. Yeah, you can't use too many big words like that with me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I I get it, but I feel bad for him because. He seems like he could be a mainstream artist, mm-hmm. but this is just not the era for him. 
If I was to give him an error, he would have to come out like late 90s for me. Yeah, I think it would fit amazingly in that era, to be honest with you. Like, and you see that, right? You see artists, you have that every generation, artists that are just a, a generation or two behind where the, you would have you know that they would have just popped off in a big in a big way. And I will also say this too. It's like his flow is so versatile in how he uses it. I think for some people, and again, we live in an era where people really don't break down music anymore. But some of the bars, I guarantee you, went over people's heads because he he wrapped it so flawlessly. And you're you're vibing with the music because also, like I said, he picked great production throughout this album that you have to go back and listen and be like, wait a second, he said some shit on this the song. Production was uh, the production was dope. The, the yeah. but what you just said is that people don't break it down. You want to know why? Because it's not a caption. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's not rapping to, to for you to put it under a picture. You know what I'm saying? This is a complete. Yeah. This is a, this is a complete album. But it's not yeah. it, it's not a lot of buzz around it. Why? Because it's it's not it's not what the younger kids like. You know what I mean? They, they don't they mm-hmm. don't understand it. It don't move them. And I think they're conditioned to listen to what they listen to. But I think we also can do our part though. Just like how we said TikTok, is, and I won't even blame TikTok, but the younger kids do it. They'll throw these younger they'll they'll throw these songs on there, and it'll be catchy. It's just like the radio. Well, we could do mm-hmm. we could do the same thing. That's a great point. You know what I mean? I, I have to do my part by putting some of these songs that, like I said, art dealer. I could put that behind one of my, my merch videos. You know what I mean? But if it's enough of us, you know, but you know, that's been that's been our dream as as in the black community uh since before I was born, if we could work in unity. So <laughs> I, I and you know, the artist that I would love to see Nick Grant collab with is another artist that you put me on. Nah nah. Nah nah. I, Shout out, bro. I think that they would have an amazing song. It wouldn't get no radio play, but I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, that's crazy, man. We got, man, yeah, I like that one. I like that one. I like, it. but you know, yeah. you know, also what help, which it might, it might go against his his morals. But you gotta sometimes you gotta step in the arena with some of these commercial cats and, and yeah. see what, and see what y'all can put together, and it'll help. It'll help both brands to, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, and and you know, you you need to see more of that. Uh, I think what J Cole probably is the best at doing that, right? He'll he'll collab with an artist that you wouldn't necessarily expect him to. He'll drop a verse that's absolutely amazing. Like you look at the secret recipe with with a uh, little Yachty. I don't listen to any little Yachty music for real, but that song stays in rotation for me now on playlist. You know what else is hurting them? Y'all got they got to you got to bring the videos back. The visual, mm. you got to bring the visual. I'm, I'm tired of seeing y'all real life. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like it's just too much now. Back in the day, it was a mystique. Yeah. Like if y'all disappeared, we didn't know where y'all, where y'all was at. You know, mm-hmm. Make a video, bro. Make a video. It's a lost art, bro. Yeah, I see. It really is a lost art, man. But uh, yeah, two two really really good albums, bro. And I and I really enjoyed both these albums. Like I said, that Nick Grant Sunday Dinner. Is different for me. Like it, it's it's rare that you that I nowadays can listen to an album that really puts me in a place where I I have to stop almost so I could be like, hey, let me actually listen to what they saying. And Nick Grant did that with this album, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, brother, we about to head up out of here. You've been watching anything good lately, bro? I've been I've caught well, I, not completely caught up. I think I may have like an episode or two left, but I've been watching Power. 
You know, Tommy has been okay. Tommy's been holding it down. Uh, some stuff I'm not too happy about, like you know, all this falling in love and stuff like that. But I see how they're trying to tie it in between mm-hmm. what they're trying to do as far as the streets and their love life. So I can see some huge issues coming up in the, in the, in the future. But yeah, I just been stuck on power right now. Power's been really like power's really good. Um, I don't think it gets the buzz like it used to, and that's understandable. But powers are still really good. All of them are really good, really uh, well written and well acted as well. Um, I think Tommy too. Like the thing that I think Tommy kind of struggles from as far as like the show getting out. A, I don't think it should be titled Power Anything. I think it should be titled its own. They should have been t- power, uh, titled Tommy because that's what everybody calls it anyway. Yeah. But I also, but I also think one of the things that holds it back, in my opinion, is that people still view Tommy as a great second and they don't understand that he he's a good lead actor. He well. is though. Yeah. He's a phenomenal yo, we talked about this before, but the guy who played Rick in Walking Dead and the you know and obviously the the, the actor who plays Tommy, that's all I'm a noting for, dog. And that's uh-huh. and I've seen Tommy the character. I've seen him in other movies. I matter of fact, yeah. he was in Ozark. Yeah. And I said, no, that's yeah. Tommy, bro. You it was completely di- and a completely different character. And I didn't and I did not accept it. I did not accept it. Yo, <laughs> your versatility is dope, dog. Don't get me wrong. But no, yeah. you will always be Tommy. I will never not see you like you always will be Tommy. Always. He plays that he plays that character phenomenally. Also, Friday night at Fre- uh, what was it? Friday night at Freddy's. That's what no five nights five at Five Nights at Freddy's. I watched that. Yeah. That was solid. That was solid. It was, it, the thing, it was a little. I, it wasn't bad. It's was a little dark to me. A little darkish to me. I needed more killing, bro. More. It, they really more. Ki- that's the only thing I needed. More in. killing, yeah, because it was what PG thirteen, right? Yeah, I get that part, but I'm talking about the storyline of it. That's kind of. I feel that you. was creepy to me. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Feel with you. the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't yeah that was that that was solid though that was solid though yeah i gotta get to yeah, the other yeah. joint everybody else been talking about the the usher thingamajig oh the fall yes follow the house of usher yeah bro i heard that is like crazy bro amazing amazing i'm on, amazing. I'm, I'm on that tonight bucko i've been here amazing i've been hearing phenomenal things about that yeah i have i literally have nothing bad to say about it at Oh. Let me ask you this. Uh, what would you, what any show, I'm talking about any show you ever grew up watching to the latest shows, what show would you go back and watch right now, all the way through, like try to binge it? I literally just did that with Martin. Man, shout out to you. I just did that probably about a month ago with Martin, where it was an episode came on of Martin on something ran. I was flipping, I was up late as hell, and Martin came on, and I was like, Man, I used to, because I, I have, like, that's one of the shows. So you always have these fond memories of shows where me, my parents, my sisters, we all used to get together and watch as a family. It was appointment television. We didn't have DVR. You didn't have On Demand. Also, so we all got together. Yeah, all got to had to get together and be in the same spot, in the same place, and watch these shows. And so the episode that came on, I was like, damn. And it, bring, it brought back all these memories. And I actually texted my sister. I was like, hey, you remember the episode of Martin where such and such and such? And such? She was like, yeah, I remember that. She was like, I remember because I was braiding your hair when we were watching that. And so, like, I instantly was like, fuck it, I'm about to go watch the whole, all the episodes of Martin. So it took me probably, probably like 10 days to get through all of it. I was watching that during work and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, man, this show still to this day. Especially with 30 minute episodes, you could knock, you could knock, you could knock two or three out in a day. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Max. That's that's that that's dope because watching shows like that, Fresh Prince, Wayne's Brothers, TGIF, I just put my daughter up on Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's that whole Nickelodeon snick at night, all that whole wave. Just think about it. If you had a kid that was born in the 2000s, they know nothing about that. Quick shout out yep. to my son though. He did audition for the new all that cast. Uh, oh, the bring that bring back all that. I didn't know at the, at that at that moment. This was okay. I think this was probably before the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but he had an audition for that. Um, yeah, I would love to go a, a different world Cosby show. All mm. that man, I would I would binge all that. But the number one show that I want to go as of right now, I want to go back and rewatch uh, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad and Weeds. Breaking Bad is a show that I have since it ended. I've probably rewatched the whole series probably three times since it ended. So I was big on Better Call Sal. After Better Call Sal had its season finale, I rewatched the, all the Breaking Bad again to kind of because to kind of go back and 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 see the overlap of some things. And then um, there's something else recently that made me go back and rewatch it. I can't remember what it was. It may have been just just because I was bored, but. Like Breaking Bad is such a phenomenal show. Okay. Bro. One more before we get out of here. I know mm-hmm. I'm amped up right now. I love my TV shows. What is a guilty pleasure TV show for you? Currently, like a new a one right now. It could be a show or it could be a genre of a show. Like right, I'll say right now, honestly, and you just brought it up. That new Goosebump show is absolutely guilty pleasure. I love yeah. it, bro. I love the new Goosebump show, bro. <laughs> I will not even hold you. I absolutely love that show, bro. Okay, okay. Um, I love the OC. I like white people drama. Okay, I yeah. love that's a, that's a throwback to yeah. That's a throwback yeah, I too. love the OC, and I think part of the reason is because I admire their lifestyle. I mm. grew up totally opposite from them, and it's they're right down the street. That's crazy. So it was just, yeah, that was that was that was different. But I all just like how you said with Breaking Bad, I often go, I go back to the OC a lot. The OC was was a really good one, bro. Like that 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 white people teen drama shows that would probably be a guilty pleasure genre if I'm giving you one to be hundred percent honest. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Now that you brought that up. The next show I'm going to go back and binge watch is going to be Melrose Place. I'm going to go back and binge watch Melrose Yo, Place. Yo, don't take me back like that. Don't <laughs> take me back like that. I forgot all about that. I just, you just aged me, bro. Yeah. You just aged me, bro. I got a song. I got a song off the OC. Uh, I don't want to say the part because I don't want to spoil it because somebody might go and watch it. But there's a, a, a music group called Keen. I think they're called Keen, and they got a song called "A Bad Dream." Mm. That song makes me because it. I started when when I my mom had already passed away, but when I heard that song, it came out of nowhere. They played it during the episode, and dog, I was crying like crazy when that song came on. But his song is so is beautifully sung and written. Uh, but it just, and I heard it's about like a soldier or something like that. But that's I'm I'm gonna put it in a group chat. That song is. Okay. I I play that song every so often. That's what's up. That's what's up. It, it's it's the nostalgia is real, bro. Nostalgia is one of the most powerful things in 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 the world. Period, it feels bro. good. People spend millions of dollars on stuff because of nothing but nostalgia, bro. Yeah, man. We want some of that seventies, eighties, nineties. What? Look, 
the kids today are wearing Janet Jackson shirts, TLC, and have no, they don't, they don't even know who Vanity is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they, they have an idea of who Ice Cube is. They didn't even know Ice Cube was a rapper. They just knew him as an actor and, 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 and the big three. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, he had a Jerry curl. <laughs> you That's know, funny. and he had an attitude. Yep. Yep, and busted up the damn record execs <laughs> office. That's crazy. Yeah, Louis Slugger. That's wild, man. But uh anything left, Baylor, before we get up out of here, brother? That's it. I think I think uh you we ended it well, man, with the nostalgia. Like y'all need to go tap into that. If y'all was born in the 2000s, y'all probably gotta wait another 10 years, but, <laughs> you know, 10 or 20 years. But bro, we lived through the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. We lived a good life, bro. I can't I, yeah, man. Yeah, if we if if we can come back, start me back over in the 80s again. That's or the or the, or the late fact. 70s. Give me the late 70s. That's facts, bro. That's that's bro, that's the special sauce. Bro, we not that yo. Do you realize we not that much older than Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers movies? Like we are it. So when they mm-hmm. when they redo, when they sample or they try to piggyback off of a, a, a old horror movie or something, nigga, that's us. So we are the create, we the creative kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the entrepreneurs, y'all could have this era, but we the ones that push y'all without the ideas, you can you you're not an entrepreneur. That's just what it boils down to, brother. That is what it boils down to. Baylor, go ahead and give them your socials, man. Let's get up out of here. At Baylorism on TikTok, at Baylorism on Twitter. I still call it Twitter, but, it, you know, X, whatever. Uh, at Baylor the Great on IG. And that's it for right. Oh, at Baylorism on PSN, too, if y'all trying to meet me at the rec on 2K or play me a Madden online. Oh, you, I'm going to have to hit you up on the PSN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to give you some work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 614-547-2039. We're the number one spot for everything hip-hop and black culture related. We about you. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.